Nick Ash, you, Ryan Horvath. We're live from the nation's capital. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on the Odyssey app. Still trying to get Ryan to take his hat off. He needs a haircut. Won't do it. Not taking it off tonight. Come on. Not even once. No, it looked like Wolverine's goofy cousin. No, that was me. I still got to look for that. I will get those pictures of my COVID hair when we couldn't get haircuts. I'll give them to our social media team, and they can have fun with them. I promise you guys. I got you. I just need to remember. Scott just said something to me right before we uh, came back for the segment, though. What? It's got me all juiced up. He said, apparently today, Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, on fire in practice. Russell Wilson loving the Sean Payton offense. I'm oh, yeah. telling you now, yeah. everybody that wrote off Russell Wilson yeah. and said this guy's cooked, get ready. This is like when uh, Ben Simmons is hitting threes at LA Fitness in July and we're tweeting How dare you? If you compare Ben Simmons to Russell Wilson, you are a horrible human being. You stop it. It's not even close to the same thing. We've seen Russell Wilson do it in the regular season. Yeah. Ben Simmons is, never hits threes. Ben Simmons barely even plays. Don't you make that the same thing. I got a take on Sean Payton. I'll All save right. it for later on in the show, though. But, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to play a game later on tonight called Sean Payton or Mike McCarthy. It's actually a great game. We're gonna play that game tonight. And I think the you're fact gonna, that you stand them next to one another. I think you, God bless. I think you're gonna be. I think we're gonna. You're gonna be surprised by some facts. I'm gonna spit a bit. You know, what? actually, maybe we'll save this as I get a text from my uh, offshore bookie. Sorry for the delay. I was slammed at work. Uh, okay, we're gonna get more funds in our account, baby. <laughs> South Carolina under six and a half wins in official play. There you go. You finally are able. It's to It's like put my that Christmas in. on August 9th. All right. Hey, they just showed Cal Ripken up there. Orioles down 3 nothing to the Astros. Yeah, he's in though. the front row. You see that? Yep. Cal's one of the nicest dudes ever, by the way. Cal Ripken is super nice. For a guy that's that much of a star, yeah, nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Former ba- baseball players usually pretty nice guys, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Golfers? Depends. You know, sometimes. Jeff Feinberg's a nice guy, though. Joins us. Best Mayo Media ever. comes on. Oh, it's been a while since we've talked to you, man. It's good to see you again. Uh, so give us kind of the lay of the land here with this course coming up as we get set for the you know the FedEx Cup playoffs. we got the St. Jude Championship. Uh, there is, I know it's humid. It's hot there. There's been some rain. So what can we expect these conditions to maybe give us in terms of play? Well, yeah, it's the first leg of the FedEx Cup. We start with only 70 guys. We're at a familiar layout uh, in Memphis that has rewarded elite players. Last pass winners, uh, no particular order, but uh, Zalatoris, DJ, Brooks, JT, Burgers won here twice. So it's a cream of the crop rising golf course. And truth be told, friends, since Mirfield Village, we probably haven't played a course this difficult. It's a par 70, uh, can flirt with 7,300 yards. There's only two par fives. But right since Mirfield, we've, we, we've gone to, um, sorry, sorry, I, I would say maybe since the U.S. Open. But it's been that run of like lower tier events. And then we had the Open Championship and resort course scoring. We're finally going to get situations uh, like a real test of a golf course here. Ball strikers, golf course, that's no secret. You could pick it off with the driver. And it's a course that is... Uh, in many ways, seen bad putters do very well here over the years. Not necessarily win, although you could point to Zalatoris as last year as a guy that struggles to putt, found it here. Uh, poor putters can compete here to the end. I'm glad that we actually started with the course with TPC because obviously, you know, you have so much data, but I mean, like, when you look at this week, obviously a lot changes. So what are you looking for? Are you looking at strokes gained? Are you looking at course history here? What's important uh, when you're looking at outrights or even matchups this weekend? Uh, just guys that, um, you know, strong Bermuda players would probably be important. Uh, we're back here. But uh, guys that are just very accurate, very accurate players uh, of the golf ball. There's a lot of water 
around this place as well, you can certainly find some trouble. So accuracy, like like I said, guys, you know, off the top of my head, I didn't bet it, but like Colin Morikawa, if you trusted him to hit the putts, you should probably place it on him this week if you feel he's due. It is that sort of player, just, you know, well, guys that execute beautifully and hopefully can get it done on the greens. But as I mentioned, poor putters have found their way here. You know, it's funny. I was just about to ask you about Colin Morikawa, and you brought that right out there. So that tells me that much more. That's probably who I should bet to win this tournament, just specifically by that alone. I can't uh, comment on Colin. No? Why is that? Why is that? Because he's just he's stolen more money than Catholic school <laughs> from me this year. So. Uh, all right, so yeah, besides Colin Morikawa, I'm looking at somebody, too, here like John Rahm. There's some audio we have from him I want to play for you. We're not, we're not going to do that yet, though. But just he, it's, it's kind of one of those situations for him, right, where you know, he comes off what, tied for second at the Open Championship. He's first in birdie average, second in scoring average, and then, but hasn't won a tournament since the Masters in April, tied for 50th or worse in two of his last five starts. Like We've had these ups. We've had these downs with him. Where are you on John Rahm at this point? Very high. If you okay. want to play the top, if you want to invest in one of those big three, I guess, as we're calling mm-hmm. them, maybe, and from the golf betting standpoint, it would be John Rahm. Two top sevens in the last three runs here. You mentioned the lulls. Listen, history, the Masters uh, hangover gets everybody. It gets everybody. John Rahm was not immune, but you'd mentioned to it the results starting to come, showed up at the open, uh, the putter starting to heat up again. It's a perfect golf course. For John Rom, if I had the stomach to invest most of my card at the top, it would be on John Rom. Yeah, let's go down the board actually a little bit here because I saw Cam Young at fifty to one. There's a forty to one right now at BetMGM. What are your thoughts on him this weekend? Yeah, I really like Cam Young. That was the first bet that I made uh, this week. The fifty to ones that were out there. He's starting to do what he did really well again, which was drive the golf ball a great tee to green strokes gained total gained over 10 strokes at the open championship i am totally able and as a golf better you have to convince yourself of things to bet a guy to not bet a guy to double down on a thought or to ignore it his miscut out of the open like i don't care it doesn't matter to me he he he, he was at the open he can you could argue his level of contention but very few players actually felt like they were contending. So it's a total write-off for me. He's gaining strokes with the putter, despite the fact that you see him miss so many putts on TV. But that's because he's got so many 12-footers. Like, as many as almost anybody other than Scotty Scheffler. We need him to hit more of them, no doubt. But I, I very much am in on Cam Young. This has been a course that guys have gotten off the mat at. Like, Finau was a never-winner. Uh, uh, before, sorry, this first leg of the FedEx Cup. But Zalatoris here last year as a never winner. I think this could be a perfect place for Cam Young to sort of snap to snap it finally. Who else are you looking at as far as uh, outrights this weekend, like in the 50 to 40 range? Because you know, like we said, Cam Young down to 40 to 1, there was a 50 available. Uh, anybody else you like around that range this weekend? Uh, yeah, Sam Burns, who uh, he's gotten beaten down a bit because he's kind of popular, but we're seeing all the right things from Burns, and he is a iron putter. Uh, he can peak. Like that, when you bet a guy outright, you have to accept things aren't going to go well. The miscuts weren't the same as sixth place, fifth place, second place, unless you're playing the each ways. But he can absolutely spike where it matters here with the irons, with the putters, with the putter. We're seeing both of those totally come back to life for him, chasing that Ryder Cup roster spot. And there's, uh, you know, the Bermuda, Zoe Zoe Jagras. 
gear combination I think works very well for him. So he would be a guy I've, I've eyed and I've bet. Does that little bit of a Ricky Fowler resurgence, couple of top 10 or top 15 finishes also in this course, the last couple of tries, but just overall recently we've seen a little more from Ricky Fowler. Does that give you some confidence with a course that really does kind of benefit his game a little bit? Yeah, I, this course should absolutely uh, suit Fowler. His putter remains scorching hot, so he's able to cash in on that great ball striking or even when it's not been so perfect. His putting has been on fire. The course sets up perfectly for Ricky. As a guy that, like, bet Ricky forever, and he never won enough, uh, I missed it in Detroit this year, and if he wins twice, it's just going to be without me. But I love him so much. <laughs> it's funny because, like, you look at last week, then you look at this week, and this week you got 25 players in the 70-man field that opened, you know, with 50 or, one, uh, 50 or one or shorter prices. Anybody else that you played as far as outrights this weekend? Yeah, so I have played Terrell Hatton. That was sort of uh, one of the bigger guys that I played off the top. It's pretty much been a year since he has lost strokes tee to green. Like, he has been, for how, there have been so many great players in the PGA Tour this year who did not win tournaments. Patrick Kentley, Xander Shoffley, um, Cameron Young, Justin Thomas. Like, it's a really long list, but no one probably has played better, Colin Morikawa, no one has probably played better and has been as consistent as Terrell Hatton. I'm almost getting cocky and trying to call it, and maybe the great year <laughs> rewards it. But uh, he has just been on fire with the putter and with the approaches. He's kind of doing what Colin does, except he's hitting a lot of putts. So I guess only a few golfers showed up to this meeting with Jay Monahan, the commissioner, over this PGA Tour Live deal that's going on right now. He wanted to know like what players wanted and what they could do and – what John Rahm had to say here is it just shows that this guy's got to probably be like the low, lowest maintenance player on the golf course. I can tell you right now, my priorities are a lot lower than what a lot of people would think. Well, of course, the sound, that, that's not the entire thing. There's actually more sound to that, I promise you, but things decided to freeze up on us. We're going to try again, Scott, because if Jeff hasn't heard this, I don't know if you have or not, uh, everybody else needs to hear it too because it's just as low maintenance you, as you could possibly be. Here's John Rahm again. For the love of God. Can anything work? Do you, need, do you want me to just say what he said? This right. ruins the fun. This ruins the fun with Jeff. It's all over now. Move out a lot lower than what a lot of people would think. If I have to, if I go by request, I know this is going to sound very stupid, <laughs> but as simple as having a freaking porta potty on every hole. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I can't choose when I have to go to the bathroom, right? You know, I've told the tour this many times. Uh, as simple as that, just simple little things better for the tour, right? So do players just need more bathrooms, I guess, Jeff? Is that what's most important on the PGA Tour? Yeah, I would guess everyone will have different <laughs> priorities in that respect. John Rahm's like, yeah, nice purses are, bigger purses are nice, but more porto potties would be nice. <laughs> do you think that this situation, like, how do you see this shaping up, like, when it's all said and done? I mean, it, you got... Monahan coming back saying he had like acute anxiety over the whole thing. It just feels so toxic. Like, are they going to kind of find a common ground with this where it's just going to kind of get smoothed over? Yeah, I mean, firstly, for starters, uh, not to be unsympathetic, but I can be. Um, 
I, you use 9-11 families as a marketing ploy and you had panic attacks and needed to go to therapy over it. Like, I don't know, well-deserved, I would say. The PGA Tour is in a bad spot now because, the, in my opinion, they have no leverage. The, the framework or even the talking of the deal, the speculation, the announcement that they have the framework of something gave Liv so much credibility that if it breaks apart, the PGA is probably screwed. Because Liv would just double down with the money, they'll go get the players again, and the players will not make the same mistake twice. The ones that were offered the huge money. Um, so I don't even know what leverage the PGA has. I mean, obviously, the people involved with Liv want to be a part, want their seats on the board and be legitimized. But I don't know the how this is going to work out, but I don't know what sort of leverage the PGA has. Jeff, you're hearing good things. Uh, since the last time we talked, Justin Herbert gets paid. Kellen Moore calling the plays now. I'm really high on the Chargers. I feel like too many people are high on the Chargers this season. But, uh, like, looking at these reports from practice, a little worried about the offensive line. I know there's a lot of backups out there right now. But how are you feeling as we get a little bit closer? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Starting to just want to make amends for last year immediately. Justin seems to be developing into a bit more of a leader. Things as simple as... When he was asked to break down a huddle in the past, like one, two, three chargers. Now he just sort of like gives the team a whole like daily recap. Like he's he's got to own it. He If he doesn't like step into a leader, like a full leadership role and his reputation, other players' mistakes and coaches' mistakes put his reputation at stake. And I don't like it. And he's got to care more about it. Like I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and me. You, uh, you. I mean, yeah, you're all in on the Chargers this year, so uh, there you go. Yeah, big Justin Herbert fan. I know, big Justin Herbert be? fan. Jeff Feinberg, good talking to you again, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, Jeff. Anytime. <laughs> Since, uh, God, it's so close to the NFL. Like, really, it just, th- you know, this is that part, though, where you oh, kind of yeah. sit here and you're just like, we, we start to have the same storylines for a while, right? Because you're not going to see a lot of, you're not going to see a lot of guys out there, starters, during the during the preseason. So you kind of just have, like, the same questions until the regular season starts. Not much is really answered in terms of starters when it comes to the preseason. Yeah, like, and, uh, but, man, I mean, I, I do love the preseason. I like to see the rookies. Yeah. You know, I do like to see the camp battles. And always there are some fun storylines. I mean, even the Hall of Fame game last year, remember everybody was overreacting because, I mean, it wasn't really an overreaction. Josh Jacobs played in the Hall of Fame game. Then he went... He went on to have one of the best seasons a running back's had in a long time. Led the league in rushing. Uh, Trivia question. What happens in 16 days, 16 hours, 44 minutes, and 54 seconds? College football week zero. Notre Dame takes Ah. on Navy. Guess what I did today? What would you do today? Bet the hell out of Navy. 20 and a half point dogs. It's down to 20 right now. But I still, Notre Dame ain't beating up on a service academy team. Week one in Ireland. You're already fading Notre Dame. Not a... There's not the same enthusiasm you had a little while ago. Huh? Well, they're going to win, but they're, they're right. not going to beat up yeah, on the Navy. Oh, look at who could end up with the worst record in the NFL next. Bet MGM tonight.